welcome back to the Having Speed of Sports Podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. And uh, what a uh, somewhat better week of football compared to last. Just a little bit better, slightly. This was a disaster. The, Are the, you kidding me? This was, was just this was just more uh, wild. Some more some more wacky occurrences happened this week. Um, for this week's episode, though, we have some trades that have happened today. Some big injuries, some wide receivers that wanted to leave football, some big upsets, and our rookie report, and as always, the best sports segment in all of podcasts. You sounded really salty. The Flaming Five Wins of the uh, Week. When you mentioned wide receivers that want to leave football. That sounded really salty out of you. Why? Is that something personal? For, for no, 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 no. I'm a little upset, but it's, it's, it's nothing major. All right. Can I just say that we have some really shit teams in this league? There's some bad NFL teams. And I know that normally we start off with a Sunday game. I don't want to start there. Yeah. Um, I actually want to jump and do what has happened based on free agency and like just player personnel first before we jump into any games. So, do you know of uh, like the second best running back in football? The second best running yes. back in football? I, I, I'm going to stick with the fact that he's the second best running back you in football. You cannot say that he's the second best running back in football. First of all, okay, we're just we're going to go to this game because this was the game I was going to start with because oh, okay. of the news. So if you haven't heard yet, Derrick Henry, Jones Fracture, most likely is going to miss the rest of the year. Eight to ten weeks. He's not coming back from that because of all the athletes that I know that have had that surgery, they always need a second surgery because the plate ends up becoming a problem in their foot. It's the worst foot fracture you can possibly have. It's 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 a bad injury. He's not coming back from it. Okay. Quick update before we get into this small. Russell Wilson had his pin removed today, so just, okay. that's an outlook for the Seahawks going All forward. Right. But yeah. Um just let's let's move past the number one number well, one. No, no, here, here's how I'm gonna defend that though, that he is the best running back in football. So he carried the ball twenty times yesterday after he suffered the injury. Okay. Twenty eight. No, no, he had 28 oh. total carries. He carried the ball 20 times after the injury. Oh, the injury happened yesterday? I thought yeah, it happened. happened. You didn't see him on the sideline no, with his shoe I, off? I missed the first slate of, I missed a little bit of the first slate of games. Yeah, in, in the first, in the second series of the game, he's on the sideline while the Titans are on offense with his shoe off. Gotcha. He broke his foot in the first quarter. Gotcha. And then proceeded to carry the ball with a broken foot 20 more times. The the massive threat that Derrick Henry prepared posed even yesterday injured when he clearly wasn't right and he couldn't run the ball at all the threat that he posed to the Colts was so devastating that they couldn't cover the pass game they couldn't cover it because they were so worried about an injured Derrick Henry that's how I know he's the best running back in football I just think the versatility of Christian McCaffrey makes him better but I don't really want to have this really Christian McCaffrey the guy that literally can't stay on the field oh my gosh he's injured yeah all the time all the time he's injured Oh, he first got injured last year. That was the first for time two he was years really injured. Now, for two years now, he's been banged up okay. constantly. Whatever. But, yes, probably out eight to ten weeks. There's a slight opportunity, slight possibility that if they make playoffs, he will play. No, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. Even if they don't make playoffs, I don't think that they should play him no matter what. Well, I mean, if he can go, you play him if you're in the playoffs. They don't have a chance in the playoffs without him. I mean, they don't have. A I don't shot think they have a, a chance without him to begin with. Like, I mean, they'll probably they're, win the division because they have a three-game lead and two wins over the Colts. They're going to win the division, but the, the rest of their schedule, like, it's not hard enough where they're not going to be able to at least win three to four games. 
So the up, the upcoming like, schedule for the Titans, they have the Rams next week. That's a loss. The Saints the week after. That's a potential win. They might be able to pull that Houston one Houston the week after that. that. Uh, New England, week 12. They're going to lose that game. They have the bye week, week 13. Then Jacksonville. That's a win. Pittsburgh. Chalk that one up later. Uh, San Francisco. They can win that. Miami. They'll win that. Houston. They'll win that. So we're There's looking at... at least four wins. Yeah. That's 10 and 7. Or, right? That's, that'd be 10 and 7. Yeah, yeah. They, they're they're six and two right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the Colts and the Colts they, have the, Colts the Jets three and, the, and five. The Colts have the Jets and the Jags coming up. Yeah, they're gonna lose one of those. You think so? They'll lose one of those. Yeah. They they might lose the Thursday game. Honestly, I don't can, know. Can we? All right. So last week we did. If you want to switch, you can switch your picks. You did not switch your Colts pick. I'm going to give you... I'm going to extend an olive branch. You have one more chance to just get off of that. I don't want to. That's that's the I, thing. I'm, this is your last chance. I will give you one more chance. You can remove yourself. Is that the, the only division wins. we did? Oh, no. You have the Cardinals in the NFC West. What is there any other division we differ in? You have the Bengals in the AFC North? I have the Bengals, yeah. No, I, didn't, I, I said that the Rams are going to win that division, though. I switched to the Rams. Okay, so the only other one we, div- we differ in is the AFC North. Um... AFC West, we both have the car- the Chargers. Okay. AFC East, we both have the the Bills. South, yeah, then that's probably South the one Titans, that, Colts, yeah, North, that's probably the one we differ. Bengals, on. Ravens, yeah. Because I know you switched to the Cowboys, yeah. So that's the only we we so we differ in one. So no, two, I have the Bengals. so yes. If if, if I change, oh, well, we right. differ you, in one, change, and it, it comes down to that. Yeah, basically. No, I'm giving you one last chance to change it. I fuck I it. No, okay, so. I have a second proposition now. Okay. For the rest of the year, I do not want to talk about Carson Wentz or the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz does not deserve my personal time. See, to but I think him. how about we don't just don't talk about Carson Wentz? Because I think there are people on the Colts that deserve talking about. Jonathan you, Taylor. You can't talk about the Colts without talking about Carson Wentz because of how bad he is. Yeah, but we can also talk about how good Michael Pittman has been playing. That's fine. We can talk about how good They're Jonathan Taylor has been playing. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's been really good this year. He's he's been very dominant. You know what? I can't. I can forgive the interception that caused the pick six at the. I can forgive that one because if he gets sacked there or if he throws the ball away, it's probably a safety. But the other one, all he has to do is check it to his running back, who's right in front of him, and it's fifteen yards, and they're in field goal range. Like there's nobody within fifteen yards of him. He's going to get fifteen yards at the minimum, and he just. Throws it into triple cut. I'm not spending any more time talking about Carson Wentz. I'm done. I'm done with him. Like, he is a fucking train wreck. Kid show. He's a train wreck. I'm not doing it. I don't, I don't have the brain cells to waste on him. That was pathetic okay, yesterday. Okay. That was pathetic. That was really pathetic yesterday. They're up 14-0 right out of the gate. And Derrick Henry's injured and can't get it going. And they lose, still lose that game. At home. That's bad. All right. So you don't want to change. You're going to stick with it. Yeah. I mean, I think you're wrong. I just think you're going to end up being wrong. I mean, it's basically a four-game lead that the Titans have on them. Okay. Which at this point, like a four-game lead for a, you know, a bad team. Like, yeah, the Look, Titans aren't I'll, great. I'll, 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 if, if, the Colts, if the Colts do not win the division, I'm just hoping for a wash when the Ravens win the AFC North. I might feel generous, and if the Jets beat him on Thursday, I'll extend you one more chance to switch. <laughs> if the Jets beat him on Thursday, will you switch? Yes. Okay, so if the 
So this is the scenario. If the Jets win on Thursday. If the Jets win on Thursday. You switch your pick to the Titans. Yeah. Okay. And you admit defeat that I was Sure, wrong. I'll okay. admit defeat Perfect. in this division. I got what I wanted there. <laughs> and then it comes down to the AFC North. Yeah, it comes down to the AFC North. Because you've gotten me to switch to the, the AFC South, and I've gotten you to switch in the NFC West. I mean, you didn't so, have to convince me on that. No, but... You know, I just... I mean, I, I just think that it's going to matter to the Rams. Okay, but I still have the Packers no, I understand. doing better than the Rams, so... They're um, not doing better. They have the same right. record. So, Derrick Henry's going down. Like I said, I think they're going to still win the division, but if he doesn't play in the playoffs, they have no chance. They're not winning a playoff game. They have game. they have a chance in the playoffs if Ryan Tannehill can get his no. head out of his ass. No, they don't, because they rely so much on the play action and the eight-man boxes for their passing game. Like, I just don't see it happening. It's not going to happen for them. There's... There's not a playoff team in the AFC I think they can beat without Derrick Henry. Say the Steelers or the Browns make the playoffs. Yeah, I would take both of them. Really? In a, in a playoff scenario, I think I would take them over the Titans. They're going to have home field advantage. Yeah, I still think I would take the Steelers okay. or the Titans or the Browns. But I don't think the Browns are making the playoffs. Well, I think, we'll, we'll I think there's going to be three teams in the AFC North that make it. Unless no. the Patriots... I don't, think, I don't think three teams are coming out of the AFC North. All right. Like, hold on a minute. The Browns are three and four. Yeah. They have a rough schedule coming up. Yeah. The Steelers have a really tough schedule to close out the season. Yeah. You guys are not getting three teams. I mean, we're the top of the wild card. We're the bottom wild card. The Steelers are the seventh seed right now. They're one spot in front of the Patriots. Like, no, you guys are not. That division's not getting three teams. It's just not. Okay. It's not going to happen. You can, you can put that down if you want. I don't give a shit. I'm not confident on it. I'm just saying that there is a possibility. Okay, so Von Miller got traded to the Rams today for next year's second and a next year's third, which am, means that the Rams are all in for next season as well because they have no draft picks for next year. So I'm convinced that Sean McVay's actually been out of draft picks for like three years and just nobody in the NFL offices is checking on that. And he's just like telling teams, yo, I got a second and a third for him. <laughs> but he actually doesn't have them, but the NFL's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, he has a pick, and they just give it to him, but he actually doesn't have it. I, th- I swear he's traded it already. Uh, so my, my thought on the, the Von Miller trade is, well, it's obvious why you'd trade for him because you have proven talent. He's an eight-time All-Pro or Pro Bowler. He's a, what, three-time All-Pro? Off the top of my head, I don't remember. I think he's like a three- or four-time All-Pro in the NFL, and now you have the best defensive tackle in NFL history. He's a Hall of Fame. Von Miller's yes. a Hall of yes. Fame. Like, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. The best cornerback in the NFL right now, and Von Miller – and I think everything that they did today, trading for Von Miller, is specifically to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh yeah, no, it, it is. It is. It is because what? because here's what you're doing. You so you have Leonard Floyd. Well, you have Aaron Donald. You yes. have Von Miller. You you have to pressure with four. There's, that that gets you home with four. As the resident owner of the Tom Brady fan club, as my co-host, I'm going to ask you a question. If there's one thing that makes Tom Brady fall out of his game, what is it? Well, I mean, when we talk about the Saints game later, yeah. we're going to talk about it. But well, it's it's pressure with four, and then it's, it's the getting, ability to drop. Hang on, it's the ability to drop seven, but the the seven cor- the three corners in the nickel coverage have to pressure the receivers and get them off their timing. Yeah, so you have to physically beat up the receivers and get home with four. But it's not four from the outside; it's four from the interior, and you can't blitz. Yeah, you have to you have to get pressure on Tom Brady without sending a blitz. You can't blitz your linebacker. You can't. Your linebackers can't be involved in the rush. It has to be four linemen. It has to be. Yeah. So that's 
and that's the entire thing because they can beat the Packers. They could have beat the Packers without Von Miller. They could have beat the Cardinals without Von Miller. I think if they played them when they play them again, I think they'll win that 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 game. But it's what's what's the only other team, and it's the the Buccaneers that's going to come out of that division. I mean, they could beat the Cowboys without Von Miller. I think as well. Are we sure? I think so. Are we sure the Rams could beat the Cowboys without Von Miller? I think I'm not sure, but I think so. Okay, well let's let's go to the Cowboys right now then, because listen, they just won a game last night with Cooper Rush, and like Cooper Rush was terrible for three quarters. The Vikings. I, no, this isn't to me. This isn't about bad Vikings. This is about good Cowboys. The Cowboys defense was awesome last night. Once again, like they were awesome. And I know that Justin Jefferson, like, didn't drop a touchdown pass, but he, you know, like, Kirk Cousins missed him on a touchdown pass, potentially, and there was some miscues, but, like, the pass rush got home, the corners were aggressive, and we'll talk about the corner. I know you have a lot to say on Trayvon Diggs. I don't have anything to say. Well, I mean, I'm going to, because, like, we get all these Cowboys fans that... If you're going to, I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, mean, I'm just going to say it, like, he's not a defensive player of the year candidate. He's overrated. You don't get to lead the league in interceptions, but also be like fourth in yards allowed and like a top 10 corner in penalties allowed. Like he had two massive pass interference. So like, yeah, so he didn't give up the yards last night, but he did because he gave up two. I think he gave up 60 yards of pass interference calls. Like that's terrible. That's really bad. Like they, they won the game. They're really physical on defense. I love Micah Parsons. You, you already know this. I, I'm not going to blast you again on that one, but their defense is really good. Their line played excellent last night. The, the Vikings line is really good, and I know they lost Daniel Hunter, uh, and that's a tough loss for them, but like that was a really good win for the Cowboys. To go on the road without their quarterback and win that on Sunday Night Football, and again, Kirk Cousins playing in primetime, that we should have seen that coming anyways, but I mean, that was a good win, and like I don't think that the Rams can beat the Cowboys without Von Miller. I think even with Von Miller, I don't think they can beat the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are really good. I, I just... I think they're a Super Bowl favorite. I don't think they're a favorite, but I think they're definitely a contender. Uh, I'm taking them over pretty much everybody in the NFC. I mean, we talked about it last week. I'm, I, I mean, are you willing to... If they're if they're in the Super Bowl, I won't be shocked at all. I, I wouldn't are even be Are you willing stunned. to change your Super Bowl pick no, no, to I'm the st- Cowboys? I'm sticking with the Bucks because, like, you know, when... December and January rolls around, you know, number 12 down in Tampa. Like, that's that guy's a different animal. But. I mean, I, I would kind of like to point out that the Buck, or the, the Cowboys haven't played some amazing teams thus far. I mean, they've played the, the Bucks and the Chargers and the Patriots. All right, well, but I mean, I think we all think the Patriots are good, right? They're good. The Patriots are good. But they've also played the Eagles. And they destroyed them. And the Panthers. They destroyed them. And the Giants. I don't remember the score of that game. The Vikings last night. And they beat the Vikings, who I think the Vikings are good. They just find ways to lose games, but... I don't think the Vikings wanted to be there last night. There wasn't a single bit of that Vikings team that was clicking. Dalvin Cook didn't play well. Should Mike Zimmer be fired today? Yes, And I think people would agree with me on that. Like, I think Mike Zimmer's a really bad The play calling is also Why are they not pounding the run? I don't understand that. Like, Like, Dalvin Cook... Eighteen seventy eight, um, eighteen carries for seventy eight yards. If, but if you, but if I told you before that game that Alexander Madison is only going to get two carries for five yards, how good of a game do you think Dalvin Cook is going to have against the Cowboys' defense, who's been okay against the run? But it's also they, Dalvin Cook, who's a top five run. running back in the league. Like, what do you think Dalvin Cook's Cook's slate looks like? 
And I'll also tell you that um, Delvin Cook was 0 for 0 in the pass game. Receptions and yards. Yeah, how do you not just check it down to him like four times? Oh, why? Because they wanted to use C.J. Ham in the past. game. Who made a couple nice plays? I will give him. I'm not going to knock C.J. Ham. He's I'm three gonna knock, three. I'm going to knock Mike Zimmer. Yeah. I'm going to knock Mike Zimmer. I, I know that maybe they're trying to preserve Dalvin Cook, which I get it. The guy's been nicked up. But, I mean, just Mike Zimmer should be fired. I'm sorry. That was awful last night. It was pathetic on his part. Um, and Kirk I, Cousins didn't play bad. He was 23. Kirk missed some throws, he did, though. But he was 23 for 35, 184 yards and a touchdown. I think he had like a 95 rate or quarterback eh. rating. So, yeah, I mean, we got in the second half, we got the, the Kirk Cousins remembered it was primetime. And did you hear the voice crack on one of his uh, audible calls at the line? I did not. He he called out an audible and his voice like cracked really bad. It was like when he was yelling out that you like that thing and. Like it just his voice just snapped. It was so funny. I I just I think the Vikings are good. I think they're a pretty good football team, but they just are always in these just miserable games. And it's like you're just gonna lose at least half of your games if every single time it's coming down to the last drive. And who with 51 seconds left thought that Kirk Cousins was going 80 yards for a touchdown? Like nobody thought that was gonna happen. You're like, oh, he hasn't moved the ball all night. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to go 80 yards and score a touchdown? Please, come on. Hey. Um, I'm just going to say this, too. I think Micah Parsons, defensive rookie of the year. Are we Can we lock that one in? I think he's... I don't really think there's been another defensive rookie that's been amazing. So, I, I think that's kind of been locked right. in for I'm gl- I, a while agree. now. I think that, that one's locked Who, up. Didn't we both have Micah Parsons? I think we did. I don't remember that exactly. I'll we have did. to go back and look. Yeah, we'd have to check that. Check the notes on that. We've got to check the tape. We'll go watch tape. Yeah. Um. Speaking of tape, I, I want to bring this up really quick. Does do the Jags practice? Do they practice? Do they watch film or anything? Yeah, they go to the club after practices. Right. Right. But do they do they like sit down and watch film? Like, they know that the Seattle defense is like one of the worst defenses in NFL history. I, I think more of the question is: Does Urban Meyer know what film is? Does Zermeyer know where he is? Does Zermeyer know what the NFL is? Because the, after the, his like second game, it's like playing Alabama every single week, and it's like, no, Urban Meyer, it's like playing Alabama on crack, methamphetamines, heroin, and steroids every single week. It's not Alabama. It's it's the NFL. So I just don't know if Urban Meyer knows what the NFL is. I think he's way too worried about groping women at his bar. And yeah. It's just... He's another one. Fire him right now. It's it's so bad. Like, how do you only score seven points against Seahawks defense? Like, seven points? I thought, like, your offense was supposed to be good. Hey, how about, like, run the ball? Oh, J- James Robinson did get hurt, so I'll give him that. Like, that was rough. He, I don't even know if he came back to the game. I didn't watch the rest of that game. I gave up on it. Um, okay, so I don't know who you had, but I had Aziz Ojolari. Oh, you had Aziz, who actually has six and a half sacks right now. He's been playing yes, really well. He's playing well for very the well so for the Giants. That's so. that's that's a pick that's still in there. Uh, I know I had Micah Parsons though. Yeah. I was I was all in on him, but like, just they don't watch tape. They don't watch film. I, I don't know what the hell they're doing in Jacksonville. But can we say here's the coaches right now that are on the hot seat? I think it's Mike Zimmer. I think it's Matt Nagy. I think it's um, uh, Urban Meyer. Do you have another one? I don't know if he's so much on the hot seat, but he's he's making his way. It's at like 
95 on degrees. Like, he's so he's on, on like a, a heated car seat on a nice cold winter day okay. when you got to go into work at 6.30 in the morning. All right. uh, Mike Tomlin. Oh, interesting. I, All right. I think I don't think he's close to being fired, and I don't think he will be fired. But some of the play calling, and we can get into that right now, of a fake field goal to put you up three in the first half, and you get your kicker absolutely destroyed out with a concussion, and, oh, our punter can't kick field goals or kickoffs? Like, yeah, yeah so that's so a such a smart decision. Yeah, Mike so Tomlin. here's the thing. Like, if you're going to run that play, you do run the risk of your kicker getting hurt. How do you not have, like, an emergency kicker on your team? Like, every team has one of those guys. It's usually the punter. I'll no, tell you right no now. usually it's, like, a, a position player oh, is it? that can kick. Like, the Cowboys, I think it's one of their backup safeties. He, like, kicked in high school. He can make, like, 40-yarders. He can kick off. Well, because I'm, I'm thinking of punters that I know can kick. I know that the, the Chiefs punter can kick. I mean, Pat McAfee just comes to mind because he's a punter. I know he could kick field goals. Jake Bailey, your guys' punter. Jake Bailey for the Patriots, he can make field goals. He's, he's not your punter. He's the punter. Yeah. He's the punter and the kickoff yeah. specialist. So he can kick field goals. But this Percy Harvin, or Presley Harvin. Yeah, Presley Harvin. Uh, six foot, 255 pounds, who has a fucking boot on him for, for punts. He can't get field goals. He, he could he, kick he, kickoffs. Kickoffs. Kicks it. You can't just kick it down the field. You're a punter. Like, right out of bounds. You don't work on this at all. So they don't. Basically, what no, they said me, he's never kicked a field goal in right, his life. Right. So basically, what you're telling me is the Steelers don't have a backup emergency. We kicker. never have. When Boswell every, gets hurt, we have to sign someone. Every like, kicker or every team is supposed to have an emergency guy for that specific situation. So at the end of the half, all you got to do is just go up three. Just go up six to three. And you guys ended up winning the game, so it didn't come back to kill you. But you get your kicker hurt. And then you have to go for it every time. Yeah. That is bad coaching. Bad coaching. And we'll talk about this game a little bit later. But, like, just, oh, my God, that game was so bad. Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and Odell Beckham Jr. either need to fuck or they need to get Good away. Show. They need That's, to break don't, up. Don't say that. <laughs> That's just weird. Stop. Th- their love triangle, it either needs to happen or it needs to be done. Because, oh my God, do those guys know each other? Have they met? There's a there's there's a trade deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Um, one of them, at least one of them has to go. And, and I think it's got to be Odell Beckham. I think it's got to be Baker. <laughs> so Bring on Case I have Keenum. news, by the way. So for those of you that, that might not know... Uh, my dad is a Browns fan. I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, and I asked him, I asked him, do you think Baker's the answer? So next year you can, he has one year left on his contract for next year if you choose to extend him. Or, no, he just has one straight up year left on his contract next year. I said, I asked him, I said, do you pay Baker? In your mind, do you pay Baker to be your franchise quarterback? And he, he said, surprised me a little bit. He said, nope, I wouldn't pay him. Hasn't been playing for all for us. We can't win with the team we have now. Why would we pay him? Let's just go back into Cleveland Brown hell for a little bit. Draft, find the next quarterback to draft or sign a free agency and and roll with that. And I said, all right, I agree with you. Like, so I don't know if they trade Baker, but I definitely think they need to trade Odell Beckham Jr. Can because you, when you see him today or tomorrow, can you ask him right now, Gardner Minshew or Baker Mayfield for me? He'll probably say Gardner Minshew, but I'll ask him. Oh yeah, ask him that question for me. So, because like right now, I think if you put Gardner Minshew on the Browns, like they're five and two. So, I went back and watched a little bit of highlights from the Chiefs Browns game, and I watched 
Odell Beckham Jr. specifically to see what it is that is causing Baker Mayfield to not throw the ball. There were three plays where you see Odell Beckham Jr. on the sideline after running an amazing route to beat his cornerback. and It might be a little bit of blown coverage. He's standing on the sideline, not a defender near him, waving his hands in the air like a maniac. And on two of those three plays, what does Baker Mayfield do? Either throws the ball away or gets sacked. So I just don't know if him and Baker have legitimate beef or if it's just Baker doesn't want to target Odell, or it's just he's not even his third option, but he's got to go. Well, like yesterday. So Odell dropped that ball. The I, I, I'm not even going to call that a drop where he, he had the one hand up and it hit off his hand. I don't think that was a drop because, A, the ball was behind him, so he couldn't get two hands on it to begin with. It's behind him, and he's leaping for the ball. I don't know how he's supposed to catch that in general. I know he has, the, like, the greatest catch of all time, but... Like, that's, that's a hard catch to make. That's not a guarantee. Like, Baker just cannot hit him accurately. But then I hear from Browns fans, well, Jarvis Landry's our number one. But then Jarvis Landry drops that ball and that hits him. I mean. It's got a case of the Eric Ebron. It hit him in the numbers. In He wears number 80, I believe. Mm-hmm. It hit between the eight and the zero. Three like, times. Yeah. I mean, just... I don't know what the problem is with them. The Browns are a mess, and I've been on this all year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rant about it, but they're a mess. They need to make a move tomorrow. They need to trade at least one of those guys. They just have to get them out of there. It's it's not helping their team. And then like you had the Rashard Higgins jumps off sides on I think it was third and two or fourth and two, and he just starts running his route before the snap. And it makes it third and seven or fourth and seven. And it's like that's just like just poor execution. And everywhere I looked yesterday, it was just poor execution out of them. They, I don't know what their game plan was. Like, are you a running team or are you a passing team? Well, your quarterback's playing with one labrum. Maybe they should have tried to run the ball a little better. Maybe mix in a little bit of Dernis Johnson, go to two back sets. Like, he was in there, but it wasn't like the Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb kind of thing. So each of their running backs had one target in the passing game. Yeah, that's not enough. For 14, 8, and 7 yards for each of them. And Nick Chubb ran the ball 16 times for 61 yards, which is expected. The Steelers have a, a good run defense. They almost always do. But in a game that's so close like that, you should be running the ball more. That game's going to come down to time of possession. Well, let's let's just use the Steelers as, as an example. The Browns have a very good run defense as well. Um, but Najee outcarried Nick Chubb by 10 carries for 30 more yards and a touchdown. That's exactly like as you were saying the Nick Chubb number, I'm thinking he should have had at least 10 more carries and he probably could have gotten 30 more yards. Yeah. That's exa- that's the exact number that I think he should have had on the day and I think if he gets that number they win the game. Well, yeah. I think if you give them 10 more 10 more carries for 30 yards, I think they win the game. Well, because Nick Chubb with 10 more carries probably isn't going to get only 30 yards. He probably scores another touchdown. They probably score another touchdown, and they take a possession away from the Steelers. If they and win. it also takes the interior run defense that the Steelers has and says, all right, we're not going to pressure you as much. Yeah. We're going to let the game come to us, and then you can throw it over the top. Or we're going to pressure you a lot more, and then you can throw it over the top. Because the Steelers don't have good cornerbacks. We don't, yeah, their secondary is not good. Our, sec- our secondary is... Minka Fitzpatrick, which I felt like that was what made the Baker Jarvis Odell thing even worse yesterday. Like those guys were open. Like the Steelers do not have good corners, and they their corners always are. You know, I mean, our corners are 
They're, our, they're usually like yeah. league average at best. Joe Hayden's our best corner, and yeah. I mean Cameron Sutton's been playing kind of good, but that's it. Yeah, I mean they're not they're nothing to sneeze at, but they're not superstars. But like those guys were open yesterday. I mean the key the key to our winning again is coming down to our defense. It's front seven. It's the front seven, and Joe Schobert knocks out the ball for which. How great is that? The team yeah. he played for last year punches the ball to secure the one for the Steelers. I thought Cam Hayward was awesome yesterday. I thought yep. he played fantastic. I I love watching him play. I think he's a monster. Yeah, it, it's it's all of our it's all offensive line, our linebackers. It, it's T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, and our entire defensive line, and Minka Fitzpatrick, kind of. That's it. Okay, let's stay in that division. Uh, let's go to the Bengals. We're going to do the Jets, too, here with this. Yeah. That was a classic trap game. The Bengals are still one of those young teams. And I, I, we all blew smoke on them last week. We all were feeling them last week. I'm still feeling them. I liked what I saw yesterday. They got screwed on that call. Oh, they're a playoff team. That, that uh, was, it, was it a helmet-to-helmet or was it unnecessary roughness I, was the call? Oh, I think it was just a straight-up roughing the passer call. No, no, it wasn't a roughing the passer It was because it, it was the... It was a running back and a linebacker. Um, oh, then I think it was helmet to helmet. Was it helmet? Whatever it was, it was the wrong call, and like that ended the game basically. Like the Bengals got screwed on that play call. I know I'm not saying they win if that doesn't get called. Like that's you know to whatever, but that was a terrible call. Um, that was a trap. That was a trap game. It was a trap game. So, the Bengals didn't. You know, good great teams win those games, and they didn't. The one thing I wanna I wanna say is, and we'll talk about this when we get into the rookie report, is there's finally a Jets rookie that we can talk about in the rookie report and be one hundred percent certain that they had an amazing day. So I just wanna say this that you guys don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but pre show, Andrew and I usually discuss briefly what we're gonna talk about. And I <laughs> literally said this is a bad look for Zach Wilson, the fact that Mike White looked so good yesterday. Mike White is literally a Madden created quarterback. Like it's when you sign into Madden and they like your quarterback gets hurt and there's one of those random ones that you can pick up that is just computer created. That's who Mike White is. I mean, he's not a rookie, so that's not who I was talking about in the rookie report, but Are you are you talking about Michael Carter? Yes. Okay, well whatever. I'm still talking about Mike White. I think it's okay. a bad reflection on Zach Wilson and See, I, I think it's a little bit bad for Zach Wilson, but I don't think it's like, oh, Mike White's the guy, and Zach Wilson's just absolutely terrible. I think Jets fans are thinking of themselves, because I don't want to play with you anymore, Zach Wilson. I, I, think want Mike is, I think this is more of just a, the Bengals had a really bad game. I mean, Mike White still threw two interceptions. Yeah, but they weren't his inter- they weren't his fault. They were two tip balls. Yeah, They okay. were two balls so, that went off his receiver's hands. It, it's some of the same things that has happened to Zach Wilson. And okay, I can, but they weren't not, like bad throws. Michael Carter got hit in the chest and it bounced off of his chest and was intercepted. Like that's that's just terrible. Okay, I, I was I was getting there. Okay, relax. I'm I'm glad you were getting. there. I think this is more of just a a really bad game for the Bengals to let Mike White, a guy drafted in 2018 by the Cowboys, throw for 405 yards and three touchdowns. How about former Cowboys or how about Cowboys backup quarterback without yesterday? Corey Davis and I mean their leading receiver. That to me is the really bad part. Their leading receiver was their. Rookie running back. That's just, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. It's amazing what checking it down can do for you, Zach Wilson. Maybe you should watch some tape of your backup. Maybe you should watch your backup's tape. I don't know. That's just me. Checking it down. 
I mean, Tom Brady's got seven Super Bowls checking it down. Maybe try that for once. The funniest thing was I saw a meme of Zach Wilson and uh, Joe Flacco laughing on the sidelines like, Haha, we're both going to get taken over by this ginger. And it's just, it's it's funny. I, I don't I don't understand what's going on. And I'm not out on, on, on Zach Wilson yet. And I said I have to give it a, like a year or two. This is a bad look for me. It's, it's, it's a bad, bad look, but it's not like terrible. I, I don't think it's terrible. It's one of those things, though, that like the locker room is going to see that and they're going to, you know, that yeah, does okay. not If they beat well. the Colts on Thursday, then it's a really bad look. It's for a Zach bad Wilson. look. It, the locker room sees this stuff and they like, hey, uh, what the hell? Our number two overall pick like plays like shit all season. And then this kid comes in and lights it up against one of the best teams in the AFC. And what the hell? I mean, just it's I mean, I think the Jets for winning. Thank you. It just makes the AFC North a lot closer. But it's it's very odd to me that, A, the Jets would even want to win that game, and B, that... The Jets cannot afford to keep losing. Like, they they can't go 1-16 this year. They can't they do what the to, Bengals have been doing for the no, last... No, they, they need to win games. The, what the Bengals... What the, not the Jets Bengals, have been the, doing. The, the Lions, my bad. The Jets have been worse than the Bengals. Yeah. They've been worse than the Bengals over the last five years. Yeah, I meant they, the I meant the Lions. No, are, are the Lions even worse than the Lions? Lions had like a yeah. couple seven win seasons in there. They had the seventh pick in the draft last year. Yeah, but what is the answer for the Jets? Is the Jets, it like, is the it Jets like have White? to the Jets have to show that they can at least put wins together. You can't get free agents to come to you. If you're a tire fire every year. Oh, I mean, they're about to trade like seven of their best guys. Marcus May is probably going to get traded tomorrow. That's understandable, though, because he's going to want a contract and they're not going to be able to, they're not going to pay him. But you have to prove that like your coaching staff is competent. Like you got this rookie head coach that's they, they scored their first first quarter touchdown yesterday. Or I'm sorry, their first first quarter points yesterday. They hadn't scored points in the first quarter of a game this year. How is it possible? That is, like, just so incompetent. Like, that is such a bad look. You have to prove that you're, like, a competent franchise at some point. I mean, it's the Jets. I, it I is just, the Jets. Like, I just don't think that they are a competent franchise. At what point franchise? are we going to be able to say it's – what point can we get past it, the uh, – it's the Jets? Like, at some point, they have to be better than, you know, a Division three college football team. I mean, like, let, let's take it from what Chase Claypool said about the Browns last year. The Browns will be the Browns, and still the same old Jets. Like, how'd that work out for Chase Claypool in the playoffs? I'm hey, it's wondering. all right. We're good. I don't want to hear any Steelers quotes about the Browns. You guys won <laughs> yesterday. Congratulations. You had one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen in my life. You guys yeah, you've said that yourself. That, that is one of the biggest flukes ever no, and the, the weirdest occurrence that could ever happen in a playoff game. Don't fucking picked, lie just because there's not a camera show. right now watching your face. Don't lie because there's not a camera right in the corner right there watching what you're saying. I picked the Browns to win that game last year. You've said it yourself that let uh, the Steelers playing that bad is just unheard of and probably should have never happened. No, it was pathetic is what I said. <laughs> there you go. And then when I said when the snap went over big Ben's head in the on the first play of the game I said yeah this is over it, it was over snap one like yeah it, it's whatever I don't want to talk about the Jets anymore I really the Jets bored me I don't think that they could beat Georgia right now and I think it's really funny no they would beat Georgia I will never I will it never pick sarcasm okay all right well you sounded pretty serious when you said it let's do the Saints beating Brady again yesterday 
I, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Like the Saints have Tom Brady's number and the Buccaneers number. They get up for that game clearly, and it's just like okay, they care way more than the Bucks do about that win. And it, it's so odd to me that the Saints have his number because Sean. How many times has Sean Payton played against him? Outside of uh, him being in Tampa, I want to say it was only like it's it's four a, it's, times. Let's see. Right? So I know they played in 2009, the year the Saints won the Super Bowl. The next time they played would have been uh, 2013. Brady won that game. Then they played in 2017 in New Orleans. Brady won that game, and then 2021 or so outside of being played, in Tampa, yeah. So probably like four it's, times. No, it's three times because Sean Payton wasn't the coach the previous time oh, yeah. that they had played. So it's three times Sean Payton saw Tom Brady as a quarterback. So it's been six times now that Sean Payton's seen Tom Brady. Seven. Yeah, and he's had his number almost every single time. No, Brady beat him twice with the Patriots and the Buccaneers. I'm saying. Oh, with the yeah, yeah he he's had him last. Three. He had him last. It's one and three. Yeah. He has seven interceptions against them. He only has twelve against in all of his other games. Like they just they get up for that game. It's a division rival game. You know, I won't be shocked if they beat them again this year. I won't be at all. It, it just seems to be like that's they're just determined to win that game. Good for them. Like that's you know, good for them. Yeah. I, I mean, Tom Brady passed Drew Brees and two more passing stats after that game last night. Most three point three touchdown games and most four point four touchdown games. And you, you could tell yesterday it was going to be one of those bad days for Brady because like you'll see it in the first quarter. He just starts sailing balls. And he's missing, and it's like he doesn't miss. He never misses high when he's on. If he's if he's on, it's not missing high. He misses short. He was missing long. He was missing wide. You could just tell. Like yesterday was a bad day. That crowd was really good. It's. I mean, it's hard to hear there. I'm not gonna make excuses for him. He played bad. So there were two injuries in this game. One one was not as, as big of a deal, but Rob Gronkowski went out and missed majority of another game with back spasms. Is that a big deal to you? He's going to be back next week. He should be fine. Okay. I mean, back spa- he's had back spasms his whole career, so okay. I'm not really concerned there. And then into the way more serious injury. Um, Jameis Winston torn ACL, done for the season. Um, This guy just can't catch a break. That's I, a shitty play to go down on because it was a horse collar tackle. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't dirty. No, um, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, he just it, – it's an unfortunate, you know, situation for him. So – do you think we see another rookie? Are we going to see Ian Book? Are we going to see Trevor Simeon? I think they're going to stick with Trevor Simeon. We're I think they'll see... stick with Trevor Simeon. All right. No Taysom Hill when he's finally back? No, I think Taysom Hill has to stay in the role that he's the the uh, gadget guy. I think that's just where they can utilize him best. It, I would not be I, – I wouldn't be shocked if Trevor Simeon's the starter for the rest of the year. I know people are thinking Cam Newton. No, they already said they're out on Cam yeah, Newton. Yeah, like – there's a lot of teams that are we hear the Cam Newton stuff popping up. No, if someone was going to sign him, he'd be signed already. So there's no Ian Book you think in the Saints no. Saints Trevor future. Simeon's a veteran. He's been around the league. You know, Sean Payton's going to be comfortable with him. Ian Book's a project. If he's ever going to be anything in the league, he, like he's a project. He still doesn't know how to read defenses. Yeah, uh, he, he's not ready. No. It, it'll be Trevor Simeon who played okay yesterday. He was good. He knows how to check the ball down. You know he doesn't have a massive arm, but he can he can sling it a little bit. You know he won some games for Brent, for Denver. They were in the playoffs with him. He's he's solid. They're, they'll be fine. They're they're at least a five hundred team to finish out the season. They'll probably go nine and eight, ten and seven. I I won't be shocked if they're one of the playoff teams. They're they're solid. 
They play hard. They have a good defense. You know, they can run the ball. If Michael Thomas ever decides that he's ready to play this year, they have a weapon. Like, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about them. I mean, they're not winning the Super Bowl. They're they're not that good, but, you know. All right. Um, I think that's it for big games, right? That's it? I mean, we we were probably going to talk about this in, like, the rookie report. No, we're just going to it now because right. you said Mac Jones isn't a rookie anymore. No, he's still a rookie. Also, we, we pretty much covered the rookie report. We did Trevor. No, there's we one more Zach guy Wilson. we got to talk about. We, got, we could talk about him, but, I mean, the Patriots are good, right? Like, they're good? Patriots are decent. They're decent? Yeah. They're, okay. they're, they are. I, I'm going to say decent because I was projecting you guys to do not good at all this year. Before the season had started, so being four and four and just beating the Chargers, almost beating the Buccaneers, almost beating the Cowboys. Yeah, in my mind, we're like four two and two. Like we're four wins, two losses, and two moral victory, four moral victories. When you hear a Bills fan say that they're a little bit scared of your team, because Bills fan, Bills fans are a little arrogant. Not even a little. Like, they are very fucking arrogant. Kid show. Um, when you hear them say, which I did today, that the the Patriots are a little bit scary and surprisingly. A lot better than they thought they were. There is something to be known there, and it's it's impressive. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Go ahead, Patriots I, fan. I love Matt Judon. Like I don't know how much of that game you watched yesterday. That guy was in every play. Like, he I really love him. He's he's aggressive. J C Jackson is like you know he's going to get signed to a big deal this offseason. He's a he's a top corner in the league. He did really well yesterday. Do you have any news? Is that some news? or? Uh, it just goes back into what we talked about earlier okay. before the podcast. Right. So you, you had said before the podcast that Dak wasn't going to play for like the next few weeks. Yeah. I just saw he's almost a full go for week Oh, nine. he is? Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they had said during the broadcast last night like he might miss another week or two. See, so. which I didn't hear because I, I heard before the game had started that when his pregame workout, he looked almost perfect. They just didn't want to risk it. But yeah, go back into your Patriots. So anyways, I mean, like Matt struggled yesterday. He wasn't great. And then when they needed him to make throws, he was... You know, he looked like a veteran that I mean, I was told and I texted you this Mac Jones can't throw it deep, but first series comes out just slinging it to Nelson Aguilar. That was a sweet throw. That was slid up in the pocket. I was like, oh, all right. I like this. Um, Jacoby Myers got in the end zone. Not a touchdown. <laughs> Not a touchdown. There's still a force field on touchdowns for him. Two point conversion. But, but I mean, that was a huge win. They go to Carolina next week. Um, they have four winnable games coming up, especially with the Titans losing Derrick Henry like, and the Browns are a mess. They, they go at Carolina, home for the Browns, at Atlanta, at Tennessee, I believe. I wouldn't be shocked if they go 4-0 and in that stretch. I, I think they're pretty capable of that. They're playing really well right now. Um, You got anything else on that? Or No, I... Uh... I like what I saw, kind of from, really from, from both ends. I mean, uh, I thought the Her- Chargers were a disaster yesterday. Justin Herbert had that, that bad interception, and it wasn't even bad. It was more of just the DB for the Patriots made a very... No, that was a bad interception. Was it? He, yeah, if you watch it, so Jared Cook is blocking, and he's on a, uh, a check and release, and Herbert feels the pressure and just throws it out, just throws it, and he... Like if he he had another second to wait, that one was bad. I I had to go back and rewatch that game because I was kind of not really, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the Chargers' offense. I was kind of too psyched to really look into it. But I thought the Chargers were bad yesterday. I thought 
Belichick like coach circles around Brian, Brandon Staley. Um, like huh. they they New England struggles to cover the screen pass, and I I think they didn't go to that enough. And I like Mike Williams clearly wasn't healthy, but it felt like they were trying to force feed Keenan Allen way too much. And the Patriots were just like, all right, we're double teaming him. Like you're just not gonna have him, and that's what they do. And I thought Belichick coached circles around them. He just he had one of those games. He was really good yesterday. I will um, say one of the, the bright sides for the Chargers was their defense, though. Their defense did play pretty good. I mean, uh, Derwin James is still a monster. Asante Samuel is still play very yeah, good. Yeah, Derwin James, he hit Brandon Bolden yesterday and almost ended his life. Yeah. That dude is he's awesome. If he could stay healthy, he's a defensive player of the year candidate, I think. I, I really like him. Um, before we do the last of the rookies, I want to ask you, with the trade deadline coming up, what moves specifically certain teams should make? Oh, okay. And we this did is not kind of what I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. So we, we didn't talk about this, but I figured we were going to go here at some point. So give me like a team, and we'll do a few of them. Give me a team that you think needs to make a move and what player they should be trying to acquire. Oh, or not, maybe not specific player, but just positionally. Um, we had talked about this a little bit yesterday. The Patriots need to make a move tomorrow. They need to trade for. It's it's one of three positions. It's either wide receiver, corner, or offensive line. It's one of those three positions. Yeah, I I think corner is the one they're going to try to get. There's a lot of guys available, and I think there's like five or six teams that are going to make moves for a corner tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked if like New England ends up with Desmond King. That he's on the Texans right now. Nick Casario's former Patriots front office guy. They like to make deals all the time. Wouldn't be shocked if that's like a fifth round pick for Desmond King. So I think the you're doing just what people should acquire. Yeah, I mean, just give me some teams that you think need to make a move tomorrow and what I think the Bills also need to look into some secondary help. Their defense has not been looking great. I mean, Tradavius White is still very good, but other than that, their secondary has not been. Is it secondary help or is it linebacker help? I think it's more secondary. You think it's secondary. I, I would think maybe like the Bills trading for <clears throat> a slot I don't know, corner. like an Avante Maddox from yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, I could see that. So that, there's one of them. The Bengals as well probably trade for just another cornerback just to kind of will themselves forward and Bengals not. some offensive line help maybe. Maybe there's a I mean bit. there's going to be a few. There's always a couple offensive linemen and they're like available. Maybe some veteran guys. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but they need something. I, I think they should be trying to make a move big time. Does Deshaun Watson get traded? No. Okay. You're, I, you're on the no. I was on the yes last week, but all of the reports out of Houston say that he will be staying there after this year, which is odd to me because I don't think his trade value will be higher. Really? I mean, are, do you agree with me? His trade his trade value would be higher if he didn't have twenty three legal cases against him right now. Yeah, but right now you're kind of I don't yeah, so but the Tex I there have been teams that have offered the Texans first round picks and they're they're just not willing to take it. I don't know him. why the Texans aren't just taking it. I don't understand that. Like there was a there was a rumor which I've heard is not true. It was just speculation that the Panthers had offered Two firsts, a second, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that ended up being speculation. That was all speculation. It was, it was reported on Twitter like the next day. It was reported on Twitter on Sunday, actually. But that was that was off the table. Um, the Packers, another wide receiver, maybe. 
think do we think so? Because without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, they just looked abysmal. Yeah, let's let's go through some of the guys that might be available. Brandon uh, Cooks. Brandon Cooks for sure. Allen Robinson. Be able to, yeah, but in division, well, yeah. Bears are not trading them, Allen Robinson. Brandon Ayuk is a name that keeps popping up. See, I've heard rumors of the Patriots. I've s i have I saw those two and talking about Brandon Ayuk and yeah. Nikhil for Nikhil Harry straight up. Yeah. I, I think Ayuk on the Packers would be really good. I really like him or Cooks, I really like to the Packers. Those those really make sense to me. Um I can tell you what a team should be trading away. Um Well, the, I mean Odell. Yeah, Packers. I could see that, that was one an too. obvious one. I, I really like that one too. The the Broncos, I think, should be trading away Melvin Gordon. Two fumbles this week so against the football team. They need to call the Titans and be like, "Yo, hey, call the Titans. Say, hey, we have Melvin Gordon. I know you just signed Adrian Peterson, but it, okay, so we're gonna try that one again. Like, it's the same thing with Frank Gore. The two first rumors were, oh, the Titans have called Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson. It's like. Is this like 2014 again? 2013? Why are four? Yeah, like 2012. I mean, yeah. what the hell? Adrian Peterson's like 35. He he's not good anymore. He's just not. Yeah. Honestly, I think the move the Titans should make is call Tampa. What can? What do you guys want for Ronald Jones? Or Giovanni Bernard? No, Bernard. They're not going to move him because he's the pass catcher. But Ronald Jones like is basically irrelevant in that offense. Like, hey, uh, fourth round pick for Ronald Jones. You know, yeah, you want it? Uh, here, here you go. Like, no problem. And uh, the Colts are another one that could probably be buying Allen Robinson with with T. Y. Hilton probably buying not Allen playing. Robinson and does Marlon Mack get dealt? That's the other one. Probably. I, I, if he doesn't get dealt, he probably gets cut, and then a team will sign him. It, that's just what I predict. I mean, another one. I think the Steelers should be either trading away if they can, or just cutting Eric Ebron. I think they're going to end up releasing Eric Ebron. I think we talked about that the other day, too. I don't see anyone trading for Eric Ebron. Like, who needs tight end help that bad? Yeah. They're going to have to trade Melvin Ingram tomorrow, so, I mean, they're probably not going to get much. I think the the big question, and this is probably going to be one of the biggest moves of the day tomorrow if it happens, is Xavier Howard. There's been a lot of rumors that he will be traded tomorrow. Are they true? Do you think it happens? Do you think the Dolphins kind of just roll with it and let it let it become what it is for the year, and then let them go next year? Well, I mean, they're not going anywhere. Can we can we write the Dolphins off like they're not making the playoffs? Right? Yeah. So if I'm them, you're still in such a massive rebuild, and I think we thought last year we knew what their team was, and now we're not sure what their team is. I think you have to do kind of a fire sale tomorrow if you can and move Xavier Howard. If you can move Byron Jones, that'd be better. He's he's the one you should be trying to move, but whatever. I just I don't see the the value in paying all those secondary guys for a team that's really not any good and I think they just need to acquire some more picks. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it should be moving talent. So that's why I think Xavier Howard and understanding that they're not going to win anytime soon. And you want to know what team could trade for Xavier Howard? The Minnesota Vikings. Well, they just lost uh, Bashad Breeland last night. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. And Pat Peterson got hurt. They they definitely need corner help. Yeah, Patrick Peterson's hurt now. It's yeah. the, the, that, whole, that whole thing. Another team that needs a cornerback. 
the New England Patriots, which it's probably well, not we, going yeah, to be Xavier Howard. No, it's it going to be probably Kyle Fuller if they if they do end up trading for a a cornerback. No, look at, look for Desmond King. I think that's the name. The Chiefs. What what do the Chiefs got to do here? Everything on the defensive side of the ball, minus is the it, safety. Is it everything, or is it? Can they get a guy off the waivers after they get cut and? You know, just if they're ten percent better, do we have faith in the Chiefs? If they play ten percent better on defense, yeah, probably. I don't think that it's it's enough to make them Super Bowl contenders anymore. But I think it's ten percent is is a lot better than the Chiefs are right now. So sure, I, I think. I mean, I don't know who they maybe a Marcus May, but they don't need safety help. So I don't I don't know what the Chiefs need to do better. They need corners. Linebackers, defensive line, pass rush for sure. They need pass rush. It's so bad. So like, I mean, if they trade for, I don't know, it, it's it's tough. I, that Chiefs team is so unknown, and I don't know what to. It's so top heavy. Yeah, it, there's no depth to it at all. And we're we're gonna watch them tonight. They play the the Giants tonight. What are the chances the Giants win that game? I think there's a chance. It's in Kansas City. Not gambling advice. I mean, it doesn't matter. If, if you're Daniel tomorrow, Jones but. has one of those nights where he's running all over the place, I like the Giants' chances. I like Devontae Booker to run for like 90 to 110 yards. If Kadarius Toney plays, and is it Shepard that's questionable or is it Slayton that's questionable? It's, I think it's Slayton, Shepard, and Toney. No, no. Oh, maybe it is all three of them because Galladay's out and so is Saquon, but yeah. whatever. If two of those three receivers play, I think the Giants can pull it off. Yeah. I, I That Giants team is just, it's hit or miss, and I I really don't want any part of it, and I don't want any part of the Chiefs, which is also the huge problem. So, yeah, do I think the Giants are, are sleeper picks to win the game tonight? Of course, but it's also the Kansas City Chiefs, which... Saying that in 2021, you'd think, oh, they're probably undefeated at this point, and there's no way they lose to the Giants on Monday Night Football, right? Wrong. So, the Chiefs, as of yesterday, they have Charvarius Ward is questionable with a foot injury. Anthony Hitchens, their linebacker, is out. And other than that, That's it's... a tough loss. Yeah. Other than that, it's all guys that have been placed on IR or are still on the PUP list. Is there a Chris Jones status? Uh, he is not on the injury report for this okay. week. Well, if he's playing, that's definitely a help. Yes. And then for the Giants, it is... Kenny G and Saquon. It's Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony are questionable with ankle and hamstring injuries. I think Tony's going to go. I think he's going to be okay. I think that's a huge possibility. Um, Dante Pettis week? Saquon and Kenny Galladay are both... Are both hurt, and then you have all of the guys that are on the injured reserve for the Giants at the moment. And trust me, it's a huge long list that we don't need to get into. But their starting uh, linebacker, Lorenzo Carter, is also out for Monday Night Football, so that's Ooh. going to be a. This is just going to be an all-around tough game for the Giants. But I think if they just play like well, hey, Daniel Jones on Tampa two, ten, Tampa two, get home with four, you're going to have a chance. Yeah, that's that's the, you know, that's the playbook. All right, defense. we got one rookie we got to talk about. Uh, we can talk about Michael Carter a little bit if you want to, but I don't no, really think it's important. No, we covered him. He was really good. Um, Justin Fields against the 49ers lost 33-22. to 
19 for 27, 175 yards, one touchdown and one interception. 100 rushing yards, too. 103 rushing yards, the second lead runner on the week. What are your uh, What are your thoughts? You know, it's the first time I felt like he started to use his talents that he has in a productive way. But I'm still seeing the same issues that we've talked about. I mean, just takes too long to make decisions. The decision making's not there yet. We knew this. And, you know, I'm glad that every Bears fan in the country was ready to revolt on Matt Nagy just to find this out. I mean, but I thought that was a winnable game for them, and they probably could have won it, and they didn't. And I'm pretty sure that takes them out of the playoffs at this point. I don't think they're going to be able to make up the ground on. No, there's three. I think both of these teams are probably out of the playoffs. I think San Francisco can make a run. I, I, w- I wouldn't say the same about Chicago, but I think San Francisco, if they can get healthy enough, I think they can make a run. Okay. I I don't think – I think they're almost – I can't rule them out because they're only three and four. They're a game back from 500, but – Yeah, I mean, that's that's it for me. They're three and four. You know, if they win two games, they're five and four, and all of a sudden anything's possible, you uh, know. The Bears are, Bears are three and five in a very tough division, a very tough conference, actually. Because, I mean, you gotta you got to fight off – the, the only chance they have is the seventh wild card. That's it. Because, like, we're penciling in Green Bay. We pencil in Tampa. We're penciling in at least two NFC West teams. Yeah. Okay. I think the Saints are in. I, I'm going to say the Saints are a playoff team. So you have, to, are in. you have to beat out the Niners, the football team, the Vikings. Yeah, like, they're behind the Vikings in their own division. And, and don't look now. The Falcons and the Panthers are both in playoff contention. Yeah, it, it's literally just the top five or six teams in the NFC that are tough, and then the seventh spot is is anyone's game. I mean, if if Seattle gets healthy with Russell Wilson, they're back in. Oh yeah, like they're only out right now because Seattle because Russell Wilson's out. But if he's healthy, they're a playoff team. Like they're just going to end up making it by default. I agree. Um, I don't think Matt Nagy should be fired yet, but he's goddamn close. Oh, he should have been gone. Should have been fired last year, but I mean, they should have been gone last week. Really, after thirty-eight to three, to the box. Well, yeah, he should have been fired last week, but I mean, after going to twenty-two and thirty-three, and and Justin Fields is doing college Justin Fields things, but still not winning games in the NFL. I don't think he can be fired quite yet, unless he does, and then I'll, I'll completely agree with that move because I do not like Matt Nagy. Um. But I think that's it. Was there any other standout rookies? Wide receiver, really. running back? Not Anyone else? Nothing that really flashed for me. All right. Um, you want to get into the uh, the best sports segment in all of podcasts, which we, uh, by the way, still don't have a sound for, the uh, Flaming Five wins of the week. And I have very unfortunate news for everyone that is listening that's been rooting for me this entire time. Nobody's uh, rooting for you. Everybody should be rooting for me. I am. Uh, I lost to Garrett last week, uh, two to three. So I am. I am only up three points now after last week, could because the uh, Bengals decided to lose to the Jets, and the Chargers wanted to lose to the Patriots, and the Falcons decided. Oh, Calvin Ridley doesn't want to play football anymore. Matt Ryan doesn't know how to throw the ball to anybody else, but he doesn't throw the ball to Calvin Ridley when he's there anyway, so it really doesn't matter. It's whatever. We'll just lose to the Panthers. On to this week, we have. I'm not confident on my picks this week. Oh, I love all of mine. I am uh, feeling every single one of these. So let's go through the two that I'm I'm confident in, most confident. I have the Bills over the Jaguars winning 35-12, to 12, and I have the Rams beating the Titans 31-18. to 18. So are, 
That, I'm, I'm very, very confident. I, I mean, I'll, I'll throw in the... No, that's it. For very confident. You go ahead. Do you have two, that you, two or three that you're very confident in? I'm confident in all five of these picks. All right, then I'll just go through all mine then. I have the Colts beating the Jets 24-18. Yeah, you have fun with that. Uh, it's another tra- trap game. I almost want to pick the Jets just for a little bit of fun on Thursday night, but I have prided myself on staying away from the Thursday game because it's too much of a crapshoot. Um, I mean, with the news that Dak is probably going to play Week Nine, I'm very confident in this pick now. Twenty-four to fourteen, Cowboys I was over the Broncos. Confident in the goat, Cooper Rush. Shut uh, I have Cowboys over the Broncos, twenty-one seventeen, and that was under the assumption that Dak might not play. So maybe I should change my score, but I'm going to stick with that one. All right, and then I have the Bengals over the Browns, twenty-one to thirteen. I also have that game, thirty-five uh, twenty-one Bengals. All right, and then. That's it for me. So what do you have to finish it off? So my other picks, uh, I'm going Packers over the Chiefs. I'm going 38 to 28. I mean, the, the Chiefs' defense is terrible, and like they're going to win tonight, and everybody's going to think the Chiefs are fixed, and then next week it's going to be the Packers. Same old story. I think that game's in Lambeau, too. Like that's that's tough. I think that's on Sunday Night Football. Like Aaron Rodgers Sunday Night Football Lambeau Field. That's usually a win. Yeah, for talk him. about Monday Night Football next week. Bears Steelers. Oh, God. What a tire. <laughs> Just a tire fire. Um, I also have the Patriots over the Panthers, 27-14. And I'm going to take the Chargers over the Eagles, 35-17. to All right. Um, um, last segment, we got to give away our Poop Facto Awards. Fuck. I, we Damn only have it. two winners this week. I forgot. We only have two winners this week. Second place. Goes to the Washington football team losing to the Denver Broncos because I don't think a single person in America was watching that game. Melvin Gordon had two fumbles and two straight possessions and almost lost the Broncos the game. That's all I know. I didn't watch it. Uh, I, it was, it was I, bad. I, I decided that my time was more valuable than that. It was bad. Um, the winner of the Poop Factor Award this week, though, truly does go out to the Steelers and the Browns. What? A disaster of a game. I mean, fi- first of all, 15 to 10. Like, is that a scorigami? No, but it could have been potentially. What a, just awful. I mean, you can't kick the ball because you don't have a kicker. Baker can't hit open receivers. Open receivers can't catch the ball. Ben looks like he's 97 out there and he runs like a 7 4 40. Oh my God. It's bad. That, that, was, that was an abomination of a football game. I don't care. Wins a win. Uh, I mean, you guys were on the winning end of the of the yeah. Pufecta, you know. I think Browns fans should be taking this award being given to them way more. Oh yeah, way more heavy hearted. If you're a Browns fan, this if you're a Steelers you're not fan, just feeling good about yourself. Uh, whatever, we played a bad game, but we still won. It doesn't really matter to us. I I disagree. I mean, I don't disagree. It was a very bad game. I watched the majority of it, but I mean, we had, what just two like very very shitty games this week on a pretty decent slate of games. Uh, the Seahawks, Seahawks Jags was bad, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, we got a, a kind of not loaded week 10, but some pretty good games to look forward to, i.e. Packers and Chiefs. You got a divisional game between the Bengals and the Browns. Patriots, Panthers, which I mean, from what we've seen, the Patriots could either probably going to destroy the, the Panthers, but I mean, no, we, we don't destroy anybody. We, we, to, uh, we must make Garrett sweat out every last second of the game. Yeah. We have the two division lead. I mean. The Rams are kind of division leaders, but facing the Titans, that should be a very, very good game. Other than that, I don't know what else we have to say about this podcast. It's been kind of fun. I'm just a little disappointed that the Steelers won the Poop Fact Award. 
I got to pile on. I wanted today, to give it to I the really Vikings. So. Piling on you. Um, I'm excited for the trade deadline tomorrow. I hope. Oh, we of course. Get some if you listen to our fantasy podcast, we're probably going to start off that episode with a lot of our trade deadline reactions and maybe a little bit of grading before we get into fantasy stuff. So look out for that. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Both of our personal Twitters are added in the bio there. Uh, send us emails at Highly Undisputed 24-7. That is Highly Undisputed with an E at gmail.com. Send us your questions, anything you have for us, whether it's you want to talk shit to us, give us suggestions about the podcast, ask us some questions, just whatever you guys want to do. And we will see you guys next week. 